This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of I Want to Matter. Your life is too short and too precious to waste. Written and narrated by New York Times bestseller Kathy Lee Gifford. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Hey, I'm Chris, and Adam and I recorded this first season of the Device and Virtue podcast exclusively for our friends. Now that's you too, so enjoy our first attempt at arguing about tech and faith. Oh, and find our newest episodes at deviceandvirtue.com. You'll never guess who just released an ethics statement all about the values they're trying to promote. It's not the government or your church. Yeah, it's Facebook. All the morals of scrolling through those cat pictures here on Device and Virtue. Well, hello. It is the Device and Virtue Podcast, Christian Thinking About Technology for the Church. Uh, this is episode five. I am Chris. I'm here with Adam from Chicago. Hi, how you doing? Adam, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. Uh, Chris, we're in your apartment, and I can count uh, four pictures of Val Kilmer in this room. <laughs> What what's going on? I, I'm sorry. Did you say did you say Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer, yes. <clears throat> it's it's true. The a, the uh actor in the movie The Doors and apparently also in Top Gun. Yeah. So so you are experiencing uh the aftermath of a pretty intense Christmas party. Uh which was which was Val Kilmer themed. <laughs> yeah, uh, because we everyone knows Val Kilmer has so much has to do with Christmas. Such a link to Christmas. Actually in most of the people What's Christmas without Val Kilmer? Well everything in this Christmas party. And um uh the biggest thing behind me, sitting right behind me, of course, is my life size cardboard Santa Claus with Val Kilmer's face over Santa's face. Yeah, it's a, yeah, he's over your left <laughs> so, shoulder so, here. So you can take a picture with him. Right. That was pretty good though. Did you take a picture? Or? I you know, I don't think I did, but there's still time apparently. So, you know, and actually we talked to a number of people that uh didn't know who Val Kilmer was. <laughs> we did. Um, celebrating an amazingly mediocre 1990s career, but of course he's the guy <laughs> In Top Gun, yeah, and Tom Cruise, like AKA Iceman. Ice Man. Oh yes, which I think is where the whole Christmas connection came in. If that that's that's the connection, you know, I'm not going to lie. We actually didn't really have a good Christmas. There was connection. no connection. We just randomly picked Val Kilmer, but but uh, he was in Willow. Uh, Never seen it. Okay, that was a pure fan- genius fantasy movie in the nineties. Yes, and then uh, and the Doors, and I don't know other movies. Yeah, that Doors poster is surprising because I thought it was the real guy. So we literally put up posters around the around our place um, for the party, along with the Christmas trees and other Christmas decorations, and it just gave it that special twist. Yeah, nothing says Christmas like Val Kilmer. I I feel very much in the festive spirit still, even even now after Christmas. I feel like people t- say talk about taking Christ out of Christmas, but we we kept Christ in there, but we also added Val. <laughs> for this one. Yeah, like, he was. Is that sacrilegious? I yeah, think probably. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think he was he was at the manger, right? Oh gosh. Oh yeah. That's, no, no that's... the best joke I heard was uh, something about flying into the manger zone. <laughs> I, <laughs> did did I you hear that? that? No. Oh man. To the manger zone. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean that one that won the party right there. Okay, so uh, anyways, this is actually a technology podcast, not a pop culture podcast. Oh, so, but it can be all of the above. But it could be all of the above for all you pop culture enthusiasts out there. Mm. Get your Val Kilmer on. And uh, 
let's talk about some technology. What do we got today, Chris? Yeah, okay. So I sent you this little document that Facebook created called their news feed values. And it was okay. like this statement of their guidelines and their morals about what they want to follow as they build our news book, news book, <laughs> our Facebook news feeds. Okay. Right? So like, you know, the thing we scroll through, like probably, possibly every day uh, on our Like phones. the front and center thing. The absolutely thing. So Center column. And you know, I've, I've actually... I like to talk about the newsfeed. I've liked the topic for years. I've always found it fascinating that there's like an online sort of mirror or model of the that copies the things that we have done as people for a long time. So like, hey, did you read this? Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or check out that new coffee shop over on Wilson. Or uh, hey, today my did ki- my kid did this and it was so cute. You know, like these are the things that people have said to each other for forever. And Facebook, since whenever they did the news feed, I think they started in 2006, so forever ago, like it, it, like it puts it on the screen, right? Yeah, it's hard to believe that there was ever a time when there wasn't a news feed. There wasn't. I was on Facebook then for exactly a year and a half before the news feed. Crazy, so old. Um, but, but here's the problem, right? So the problem is that uh, when, the whole, when Facebook got started, there was only like a couple pieces of info shared a day, right? Right. Like, your friend might share one thing and right. you'd look at it. and so it's really simple so if your friend shares something you'd log in and then you'd see it pop up but today it's impossible because the volume of the stuff they they is put out is just way too much i mean and we're not even talking about the 1.2 billion people that are on facebook we're talking like the world's conversation we're talking about literally just the things in you and your own sort of social network what social network used to mean <laughs> <clears throat> um you know and so facebook starts this uh like it's just it's just too much so facebook starts this they say it like if you could look this is quoting them if you could look through thousands of stories every day and choose the 10 that were most important to you right what would they be the answer should be your newsfeed, says Facebook. <laughs> I, and, I look at more more than ten things a day. I have to say that. Well, well, that's probably true, and so do, and I definitely do. Like so, like I'm pulling up Facebook right now, like literally, uh, to check out what's on here. And like right at the top of this, I see um, oh, an old friend had a baby. Oh, her name's Cora. Classic. Uh, 15 minutes ago. Classic there's, baby and picture. There's, there's six baby announcement. And the baby like laying in the bassinet yep. right here. Okay. So it's going down. Of course, tons of likes and loves. Uh, and yeah. then my next post is actually from a friend of mine, Matt Tebby. He's a pastor in Indianapolis. And he's like posting about this theology book about the parables. And then the next thing is actually um, another friend, Aaron Nequist, the guy, the guy from uh, Willow Creek and other stuff. And he's posting about my other friend, Dave Fitch's book. <laughs> theology i've got i've got an engagement here oh nice classic uh christmas time engagement pictures i like that we're scrolling through our facebook feeds and telling this people, is this is what we do <laughs> this is what it's devolved to at this point but this is our lives and here's a babylon b link that someone's looking in of course been reading them a little comedy about christian things kind of thing go to babylon b if you haven't please do it's <laughs> worth your time so like you know it's showing me these different things and it's choosing and here's one a picture like uh my friend nick post is posting a picture of his wife and just saying they're out to lunch and like likes being with this cutie and you know like so that's cute um they're a cool couple and good friends of mine so like you know stuff on the facebook feed so like but not everything that's been shared is instantly popping up at the top there's only so many things that can come through at once right so facebook's making choices about this so they made this document they're making decisions for us 
There's sort of. Right. Kind of? Are they making decisions? So there's a Who's there's a decisions. So it's sorting them somehow, right? Because right. you can't see everything at once because it's impossible. Right. So how they sort it is the whole point of this news feed values thing. Right. So they, uh, you know, the Atlantic actually wrote an article about this news feed values things, and they called the, this is Facebook's organizational ethics. Organizational, and the fact, yeah. and I, I just thought I had to bring it up because it's not just their ethics; it's like it's the ethics of like the kind of things we're taking in in our lives, like all the time. Like yeah. what pops up is like like our feed, and I think I said this to you like last week, and you looked at me weird, like. If you think of the word feed, we think about it as a technology word, but it's sort of an eating word, right. isn't it? It's like right. a food word. It's you're a consumption feeding, word. You're eating things. Yeah, I think of a feeding trough. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just imagining cattle feeding on grain in a trough all together. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It like, <laughs> or, or pigs or something. If you the, the less you like social media, <laughs> like it's just sloppy. Uh, but it's like an eating thing. And so like what we eat like affects us mm-hmm. and, um, and our diet. And so it's interesting to think about how this technology is sort of shaping what how our scrolling our finger up our screen is yeah. shaping us. The stuff that's yeah. like we're taking. This in. is the stuff we take in. This is the stuff that we think about and makes up our daily life and thinking, you know, how, how much time do we spend reflecting on something that has just breezed by on the news feed it goes by so fast right yeah so like so i wanted to look at some of these things and see what you think about them like they have these different statements about what the values are so they say you know your answer should be your news feed it's subjective personal unique it defines the spirit of what we hope to achieve and so they said here's our first value friends and family come first Hmm. and so they say okay facebook was built on the idea of connecting people with their friends and family and I type priority is connecting with people. So then they give this example. If you tend to like photos from your sister, we'll start putting her posts closer to the top of your feed. And so I'm assuming that's like they're just observing behavior and responding to it. Yeah. So I think it has to do with like if you click on something more. Yeah. It shows up more. So right? it's not just our conscious decisions that we're making. It's just sort of the passive actions that we have, the behavior that we have without necessarily thinking about it. Right. No, no, you and I were just talking about before we started that you can override that. Like you can yeah. click on someone and say, right. I always want to see this person. Right. But most people don't do that all the time because yeah. you don't even use People that aren't anymore. taking active control over who yeah, they see you or can, what they but see. not everyone does it. So it's like, yeah, if you click on your sister more, like I'll show mm-hmm. you your sister more. Yeah. So it's like, so, so. If I go through, there's all these different ones. Friends and families come first. Your feed should inform. Your feed should entertain. Uh, your feed should be authentic. You should control your experience. So I figured we could talk about a few yeah. of these and see what we think. Does that yeah. sound? Yes, definitely. So this, this, this first one, friends and family come first. Um, you know, and I give you the example. And actually, I do. My sister, Erica, like she lives in D.C., like she, when she shares stuff, like I see her stuff more. It's usually uh-huh. my nieces. Like I hunt with them during Christmas. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's great. What do you think about this value? Well, I think um, first, I think what Facebook is trying to do to some degree is reflect general norms that people have Mm. uh, that they think society as a whole has. Um, And so they're, they're just in some sense, they're trying to mirror what they already see. It's not necessarily their values, although it probably is, but they want to reflect the values that they think most Facebook users have. So like friends and family is an easy place to start and say, 
we think that your friends and family are most important to you because those are relationships you've ar- you've already built. Yeah, that's the human, right? Like right. this is like most people think this is right. good. <laughs> I mean, it, if it's not your friends and family, who is it? I mean, is it? I mean, w- what else would it be? Corporations? Would it be? Like well, that's Twitter, though, isn't it? Government? So, like, Twitter is like a different social network. Probably the biggest difference between Twitter and Facebook is Twitter is about following your interests, right? Whereas and you just, I mean, maybe your interest, but you're yeah. choosing. Yeah. There's no relationship. It's asynchronous. You yeah. Know, you can follow someone back, but it's not the point. Yeah. Whereas like Facebook is about, so I think that's a about a difference. mutual. It's about you have, it's about friends and family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think the ethic here implied is like that where your close relationships matter, which yeah. we can agree with. Sure. I think. Sure. But I was thinking like, if we look at each of these, we go like, is this a Christian ethic? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, I th- I think at one level we would like to say it is we think that family values are important and I think in the church they are um I think there's also a reality in scripture that shows that uh your bloodline is not the only defining characteristic mm. of of who you are as as a Christian and by by being in in a family of faith that's actually shaping you into the family of God and and that is a different uh way of defining what's important you're totally right i mean it's why actually it's a great point <laughs> why in the liturgy for baptism we don't say last names actually we don't say hmm. family names we actually only say interesting um, i've never noticed I yeah baptize you in the name of the father son and the holy spirit yeah um, because we're not we're at that, we're sort of saying we're we're taking seriously the words of Jesus when right. he talks about leave behind your mother and your brothers, right? When you sort of come follow, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's really important for that to be true, as especially in the culture that we're living in today, where there is a breakdown of family, and um, there are people living in uh, non traditional contexts and. Family, in a lot of ways, is getting redefined by our culture, and into that, uh, the church can say, you know, family isn't simply defined by who you're genetically related to, um, but it's defined by a spiritual reality that underscores um, uh, all of all of the relationships that we have within the church. The interesting thing about this discussion, though, which I I just really like this turn, actually. <laughs> but the Facebook feed actually would do this, right? So, like, because it's going to follow who you're clicking with or who you're connecting with, actually, your church, the people in my church, like, people yeah. coming up, actually, one of the people right here on my feed that just came up is Susan, who's uh, one of the pastors in my church, and, like, she's posting um, this thing about next Sunday. Yeah. But, like, and so I realized that, like, we actually do get, sort of depending mm-hmm. on who we actually attend to ourselves. Yeah. But we actually can, like, Facebook feed can actually incorporate all these values we're talking yeah. about of the family of faith. I, I think I think what is the challenge there is that often we define that in terms of affinity, in terms of shared interests, and yeah. I don't think that's what the family of God is uh, either. Hmm. Um, but I think that's often the easiest way that churches go about gathering people around these shared interests and and to some degree you could say that facebook or or twitter is a good example you know is 
um, gathering people around shared interests and using those shared interests to like drive their business. Um, and that's not what the church is meant to do. It's often what they may be inclined to do in order to like gather people together because our shared interests are part of it. That there is there is some connection to that, but that's not the only connection that defines the family of You're faith. saying just because I'm, it, shouldn't, it can't just be limited to the fact that I was interested in that. Yeah, right. In fact, it's, in the church, that can actually exclude some people. Well, actually, yeah. we see this happen in church all the time, like, oh, these are my clique or my friends, right. but I'm not actually attending to the other people right. that and, I might not get along with as naturally or might not be my age or might not be have the same things. Yeah. We did that in person, actually, yeah. but I'm saying the, the 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 way Facebook has the algorithm that can just follow along with us. Yeah, absolutely. Like doing that, to follow our interest uh, and not actually force us to yeah. engage with people that we're not. We probably should engage with. Right, and defining uh, defining it around affinity uh, makes it an opt in uh, choice rather than like you're saying an opt out scenario where I'm forced to engage with people that you know stress me out or require yeah. sacrifice yeah. or. Um, require grace or love or humility on my part. Like my church um, uh, down the street in Uptown and the two neighborhoods over, mm-hmm. like we have a uh, number of folks that show up that are yeah. like, uh, we have a couple of folks that are homeless. Right. And a couple of folks that are in some homes nearby that are that, pro- that have either mental struggles or other things. And these are not the kind of people that I hang out with on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. And I love that they're in our worship in our community and uh i'm getting to know like two people and i'm sort of new to this church but getting to know two people that attend regularly that are not because because they're in the church they're in the family of faith and they're not people that i would be yeah exactly connected to yeah and um and facebook saying that friends and family come first is saying that who you like and who you love is most important but there's also uh, a reality where we need to we need ooh, to ooh. learn to love people outside of conviction? our Facebook news feed. I have I actually have someone like this in my feed huh. who consistently posts stuff that just drives me crazy. <laughs> drives me batty. Yeah. Um, but and it's actually someone that I am connected through through the church and is someone that's not in my socioeconomic status. And I would not be connected to in any other way but through the church. Huh. And and I have consistently um, made a point to not hide what they post because I recognize that it's important that those kinds of people uh, are Dude, part of good. my news feed yeah, too. Totally. But 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 Facebook doesn't necessarily value that. Yeah. According yeah. to these. Yeah, totally. This That's good. Okay, so we should talk about some of these others. Uh, here's one. Your feed should inform. Like, so they sort of say, uh, we've learned over time that people value stories they consider informative. Which is interesting yeah. way of saying that. Yeah. This could be a post about a current event, a story about your favorite celebrity, a piece of local news or a recipe. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think the key here is what they consider informative. So what if what mm-hmm. they consider informative it happens to be untrue? Like, <laughs> let's let's just call it out, fake news. This has been a thing. The, yeah, so this is this is the obvious kind of gap in their in their thinking or in their values. Like, if I consider it informative that the Pope endorsed 
the president elect for you know for the election he did that's that's what they're saying I mean, it, it's on Facebook. It must be true. <laughs> need, see, but you need to do sarcasm with your voice, not just your face. Because you know that that was, because we were talking about that, right? That was like a story. Are we recording right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course we're recording. Uh, that was a story that got passed around by a lot of people on Facebook. Yeah, right. But, was, which, but wasn't true. Right. So, but it seems informative to me. Like, that's going to inform how I vote. And so what happens when a large group of people consider something informative or relevant or meaningful or significant and it's not even true? Yeah, right. Because that's this value. This You're free to inform, but they're sort of saying the way they tell if it's information is if people value it, if a right. group values right. it, then that makes it information. Right. And we wouldn't... I mean, fake news is the obvious sort of thing to slam here but the reality is what's significant or meaningful or relevant or informative could be a article from teen vogue (laughs) and like (laughs) which i've heard is really good actually i've heard the same thing right (laughs) i know i'm like why are you bringing that up (laughs) (laughs) someone told me i should read it now yeah Yeah, we're probably reading the same same post from the same friend or something but yeah so like okay let's not take teen vogue let's take cosmo (laughs) i don't know i've never read cosmo i know nothing about it except like i've seen the cover maybe but okay so that's relevant and informative about how I should do this or that. Or, you know, it could be GQ or it could be men's health. You're just saying like there are sources that are out there that like a group could consider informative or like valuable, but maybe not informative or valuable. Like how how to get my hair cut, you know. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. It could be anything. But like when that's posted, like that's considered informative and valuable and my peers think that's valuable and so I'm more interested likely to read it so you said at the beginning that these whole facebook values this technology thing was just mirroring some of what of our own values already are when you're talking about the family thing and i think this is another great example of that like like we value groups teach us what to value mm-hmm. right like our, our friends and our people right. that influence us teach us what to value so if our friends are all really into like some one thing we could all we could learn to value that we think it's good right. like high school is a classic example yeah, whatever what exactly. you wear but it could actually, in reality, when you back out from that and get maturity, you go, oh, that wasn't that valuable that I had, right. like, tight-rolled jeans that Chris Freeland taught me to roll in eighth grade. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't actually something, which at the time I thought, oh, my God, I need to do this. <laughs> you know, like, but it wasn't that, it wasn't actually of value. Right. Uh, a whole group can sort of get misinformed <laughs> in its own little thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? So what happens when a group is floating off on its own, all valuing clicking the same thing going this is valuable or this is true and it's not yeah yeah i mean it it's 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 a hard challenge i mean facebook sort of it's not like these things didn't happen before but it's it's just reflecting that it's how do we i mean if i if i was going to share a magazine article with you 20 years ago this is not how I would have done it. I would have given you the magazine. Yeah. Torn it out. Torn it out. <laughs> made a photocopy. Ooh, photocopy. Xeroxed it. <laughs> so like, and I was thinking about this with, okay, I was thinking about this with the church. Again, like we were okay. talking about, because like does, should the community shape what we believe and what we value? And to some degree, yes, the church does shape what we 
value yeah, I hope and what so. we believe. I think we should, we think it absolutely should like the community, like the church, like, like the, uh, what were the, the values of the community, which uh, should is our theology. Mm-hmm. It's our, uh, and, and we need that community to reinforce totally. those values and beliefs because it's so easy. I go to church every Sunday because I need to be reminded of that because Especially I forget. in a society that may not have the same values, right, as the church. It gets easier yeah. and easier to see the difference. Absolutely. And I, I need to go back to that community to be reminded of the things that are important to me, even though I forget them, and the things that we as a group share and the people who I care about and love are helping me remember those things. We're reminding each other. Totally. And so I think of these, I think of the fake news story stuff that we we're thinking about and how does a whole group, because it's not like Facebook was promoting, like, here's a fake story. Like they're, people are clicking on it. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm is showing it to people. Yeah. So a whole group is all believing a thing that may not be true. Yeah. And that's how it gets spread. And like what happens in the church context for that? Like what, how, what keeps a church from like floating off? Like everyone believes sort of the wrong thing or one person they spread it and they spread it, but it's like not true. Well, what yeah. what keeps them from that is something we call scripture. No, exactly. It may know. I mean, yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no, that's the balance, right? Like, the, we talk about how the church forms theology, and we say it's not just the church deciding on its own that we say that's reinforcing. That's the that's important, but scripture is the whole anchor, right? It's the truth anchor, which Facebook does not have. So, yeah, that's true. They, they their values would be um monetary financial i mean a, a, sure. as facebook sure as a, oh, as corporation. a corporation yeah but yeah. even i'm saying their the this feed value is only all they have is the community all they can say is like well we believe we think what's yeah. information is what everyone just says is right. information right. they have nothing to compare it to which People so, are now calling for them to get like an editor and things to like actually yeah. make judgments. They need they're looking for scripture. Yeah. They're looking for someone to they're make a judgment for an, a, against the community. Some authority. sort of source of, of authority. Totally. So do you think the church should, Which Mark Zuckerberg totally does not want to do? I think you quoted a me. Like he's like, I want to stay out of that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a news organization. Right. Doesn't believe that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they might really be they, at this point. <laughs> they're a purveyor of a lot of news so do you think the church should be more active on facebook to promote those scriptural values and and beliefs mm-hmm. i mean if they're if they're not active on facebook are they promoting the values and beliefs that the church historically has shared and and are they failing to equip the people who are already th- their own parishioners who are already on Facebook? Um, are they failing to equip them with infor- informative s- something that they consider informative? You know, it's so funny because when I think when I hear you say that, I think of like, and I'm sort of looking in my feed right now to see if an example post, but I think of people that are like Christians that I actually don't seem to like on Facebook that like push like push <laughs> yeah. their thing like yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. They they seem like really out of place when you're scrolling through a photo and this and this and they're like they yeah. have some cause or something and they're like Jesus and and right. I I actually find myself sometimes scoffing at that a little bit like I mean not yeah Jesus but mm-hmm. just sort of like it feels like dumb and out of place but actually I think I'm possibly wrong on that when you ask me like should we be 
saying, you know, should we maybe be speaking up mm-hmm. in a way that's visible about what we, what's true belief? Actually, I just scrolled past this guy's a, a, um, a pastor that I know, and he says, people of prayer, I'm just reading his post, people of prayer, please lift up our Guatemalan mission to the Heavenly Father. Yeah. And that's like actually pretty amazing. Like he's not promoting some cause, but he's, all these values are in there that prayer matters, that the Father's here, right. <laughs> that there's a mission happening. Right. Like, um, and like him just putting that actually does something to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it puts me my heart in a place that's like, I think real. Yeah, and that's good. Maybe I should. I should maybe be doing that more. Yeah. I, I post more about the Cubs probably than I post things. <laughs> like that. That's probably true. But um, I think at the same time there are values that the church has that Facebook can't promote. Not not in the sense that they have ethical disagreements with it, but like being on. In the newsfeed, like there's, it doesn't have the capacity. It doesn't have, um, it doesn't have the the means by which to promote values that the church has, like the incarnation or being <laughs> embodied, um, or I mean. The well, proc- you don't want to go there with me because you don't have a total opinion about the incarnation argument against yeah, the Facebook. Yeah, no, I get thing. that, but well, only because but, but we communicate with God in a we both believe that God is incarnated, and we communicate with God in a non corporally, and so right. I think Facebook actually reflects that. Okay, but Just I think I, I think my point is that there are values that the church holds, there are beliefs that the church holds about what it means to live in the world that can't be expressed on Facebook. Or but don't through, you think they could be? If, it's, if they can be expressed by a Christian, well, they can be well, expressed on Facebook, don't you think? No, because you're, articulate, you're, you're saying that um, it has to be communicable through Facebook in order to be um, valid. Whereas, mm. whereas I'm saying, like, if I, if I can't reach out and... Um, and embrace someone or pass the peace or um reconcile or be reconciled yeah like in, in a in a bodily way i think that's a value that the church has that can't be carried through on facebook so yeah. th- th- there's 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 knowledge and there's like a mental level that facebook can provide uh the church as a platform but there are other things that the church believes in and values that are not about knowledge and not about information. Sure, or even just the sacraments in general about it being a physical, tangible reality of sort of spiritual truths. Yeah. Okay, well, when I look at this list that Facebook had for these newsfeed values, like there's a lot of other ones on here, like you control your experience, people should feel safe, a platform for all ideas. Uh, I guess we're not going to talk about all those, huh? <laughs> I don't, we're not going to make it today. But I like, I feel like, you know, like people should click through these links and think about them, like how this is affecting them. Like even I think about you control your experience. Like, oh, that sounds like really good. Except for like as a Christian, huh, is me always being in control a good thing? I don't know. You know, I, so. I don't know, Chris. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's good stuff. But good discussion. Thanks for chatting with me. Absolutely. About it. Thanks for bringing it. Okay. So now, as always, for our vice and virtue. Ah. Uh.
Facebook stalking, vice or virtue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I like that you don't tell me in advance oh, either man. what we're going to do. I know. Facebook stalking. So to define Facebook stalking, I'm going to say that it's the practice of looking someone up on Facebook in sort of browsing through their photos or scrolling yeah. down their feed that's available if you're not a friend just to sort of check them out a little bit yeah absolutely and i, I feel like it's gone a little out of not out of vogue um but it's nobody's talking about it anymore well i think the joke is i think everyone does it the, I think the, the joke, joke is, is over. over the joke is over yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna go with my, i'm always late on my jokes though i'm gonna go with virtue <laughs> of it's, course. A, it's a good thing <laughs> of course no because it's like it's it's the same thing as like asking your friends about a person or looking across the room and trying to see how they behave before. So you sort of know what you're getting into. And uh, so whether it's like, yeah, there could be different, different reasons you Facebook. So I think it's a it's a sort of a good way to get some signals about a person. It's not just like getting a friend's opinion because that's one friend's opinion. Not every friend they have who's posted every picture not of them. All, well, not if their stuff is private. So you only get a few things that they've made public. Yeah. I think I think virtue. my I think my stuff is in virtue. Okay, I think my stuff's pretty private. Um, I'm going to go vice because stalking is never okay, <laughs> and people people should feel safe according to Facebook's values. <laughs> according to Facebook. Well, that uh, probably wraps us up uh, on divisive. This was great. <laughs> this was great. Uh, Newsbook uh, feed values episode five. Uh, good to be with you. Peace. Hey, let's keep the conversation going. I think it's an argument. Okay. Tweet to us at Device Virtue. And for links and show notes, check us out at deviceandvirtue.com. And do leave us some love by rating us on iTunes. Yeah, please do. This episode was brought to you in part. By United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.